Hey y'all, it's me, Kim, and welcome back to Life's a Beach. I'm here with Wayne. Hey. And we are on our fourth and, and, final. and final, yes, uh, installment of Losing My Religion. The happy ending. Yes. That's what I'll call this one. The happy ending. Thank you for going on this journey with us. I know it's been a lot for us to tell, and I know it's been a lot for you to listen to. We just hope it benefits somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we mentioned last time that we had one last service, and we kind of talked about it since that last recording, and we don't remember much about that last service. No. I know that... Um, the guy that was formerly the pastor, I was the pastor at this point, he was out of town, so I had to be there. Yes. And I mentioned last time that I'd kind of asked him to go that one last time with me. We left the kids at home. Yes. So we did that last service, and then it was time, a few days later, we discussed it, and it was time for me to make a phone call. So I called the man that used to be the pastor, and I told him that our marriage was in trouble. I told him, quite frankly, it looked like I was losing my marriage. And and this kind of a little bit of the situation, not all I've told y'all, <laughs> but um, we told I told him a little bit of the situation. And of course, he was very supportive, uh, very gracious, told me that marriage and family were first, and um, definitely told me that he wasn't disappointed in me. I could not have asked for a man to be more gracious. We also kind of agreed that it would be best uh, under the circumstances for us just not to return and that I would write a letter and he would read that letter to the congregation. Um, and that's what happened. Uh, he didn't, from what I've heard since then, not all of the letter was written. And that's kind of one of the reasons that we're doing this. Right. Um, to kind of let folks know the backstory. And that fellowship now also has a new pastor, so we feel like the timing's good to let everyone know the backstory. Sure. Um, there's there's not anything else that is hanging in there. Um, so we're letting it letting it go, letting it go, and, and releasing and, and it, releasing it, and letting everybody know the full story. So I made the phone call, and then I wrote the letter. He read the letter, and then the next Sunday, where were we, Kim? You want to tell them about that? <laughs> the Sunday that the letter was getting read at our former church, we were sitting at another church. Because Wayne was determined that we would not use this as an excuse to get out of church. Uh, yeah, so yeehaw raw, what do we do? But it was a little different. At least we were not we were not fighting. I mean, right. we were all just kind of numb, I We think. were. We were in shock. We were in shock. Yeah. So and Back then, I could not separate church and God at all. No. One was the other, and the other was one. So um, I was just determined we had to keep going. We didn't need to be pastors or anything like that. We didn't need, didn't need to be in ministry. We didn't even need to be involved, but we need to keep going. So we went there. And over the next nine months, we tried three different churches. Yes, we did. And each one, and I'm not going to, through no fault of their own, I just, I kept seeing an underlying pattern that I did not like right. in every church I visited. Yep. And um, we'll get to that more yeah. in a couple of minutes. Yeah. But, you know, we finally agreed not to go for one year. I remember setting out back back when we could set out back. It's January now. Nobody can set out back. No, but it's miserable. Uh, we were setting out back, and I just told her, I said, you know what we should do? We should just take a year off and really just think about it, pray about it, read the scriptures, whatever, and determine what we really think before we get into anything. I said, I'm going to do that. And I said, do you want to do that? And, of course, the answer was... Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Emphatically, yes. 
So that's what we did. And if I could describe, you know, the the time after we left, what I felt, and of course Kim will go into what she felt, but I felt very lonely. You know, one of the things I didn't want to do is force myself on any of those folks. I had isolated everybody that was not of that particular religious brand from my life, even my own brothers and sisters. Um, I was all about uh, people that believed like I did, and I wasn't about you if you didn't believe that like I did, and that's terrible and arrogant, but it's the truth. So I'd kind of isolated everybody. So I dealt with a lot of loneliness. See, I kept all my center friends you around. Kept all your I did. Friends. I was smart. Yeah. No, <laughs> you had a backup plan. I did. I did. I, <laughs> I knew I was going to fall eventually, so I wanted to keep my my true people. Yeah. No, I mean, of course, I it, it was a mixed bag of emotions. I mean, you you can't be a part of something for over twenty years and just let it go and yeah. walk away unscathed. And I, you don't want to like call and text them uh, a lot. And there were a few calls and texts I made. Um, and there were a couple of folks that reached out to us after we left. Sure. Um, but you don't want to bother folks when you've blindsided them and done them wrong. Right. It's, um, it's awkward. It's like, uh, it's, it's like a breakup. Uh, truly, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. But then you don't want to be that person that's like, I know I broke up with you, but, but hey, here you, I am. Here, here I know, am I, in your life every day. Right. right. So it, it, it's, it's, so we let it go. Yes. And it's been difficult. It has. Um, because there's still a lot of love, and I think my heart and your heart for yeah. for folks, and, and there always will be. Sure, but we just didn't want to be those folks that were lurking, and we wanted them to move on. And if if moving on for them meant not being in contact with us, so be it. We were willing to to take that because of the actions we chose. Yes, and we just really we had no other choice. So tell them what happened between us after that first six months of the emotional roller coaster that we were both kind of on. What started to happen with us? Well, um, well, you know, obviously we didn't get divorced. Right. I think people can figure that here. out. We're still here. <laughs> after after the pressure of the ministry went away, a little bit of backstory, that pressure went away from us. And organically, we just started kind of talking more. Mm-hmm. And we leaned on each we other. We leaned on each other, and we had not leaned on each no. other. You did your thing, and I did mine. Absolutely. It had been in years since we had leaned. Probably the last time we really leaned on each other is mm-hmm. when your grandmother died. We had learned to live without each other. We in did. In the same house. We, we coexisted. Um, but we started talking more. We leaned on one another, and I think... We kind of started seeing the people that we had fallen in love with all those years ago. I'll tell you guys, making that phone call that day to end my pastorship and to tell uh, the man I told that I wouldn't be back, something really clicked in me. I had always been a person that had done what other people wanted me to do, down to my childhood. And I'm not going to take you through all that, so don't hang up. <laughs> but but down, down to the very beginning, I had always been the older brother that had always been responsible and done what needed to be done. And that's how I'd operate all my life. But that's when, how you survived. Yeah. But when I made that phone call, something clicked in me. And I was like, this is my life and I want to own it. And you want to live it. I want to live it and I want to own it. And I want to be my honest self. And so many folks that knew me all those years didn't really know me. No, and um, I really, I had known you at one point, of course, but I I didn't know you anymore. I didn't know me. That was the big thing. I didn't know me. So when all that mask came off, I was able to be who I really was again. Yes. And I think who I was was who you fell in love with. Yes. And who you were before the bitterness 
was who I fell in love yes. with. The, the carefree hippie girl that I loved, right? That's <laughs> right, still right. the carefree hippie girl. Right. And um, we just, we clicked again. We did. And we also had this going on. We could be totally honest because there was nothing to lose. We, we kind of thought we were not going to make it, right? Right, right. So we were just completely honest. If I thought something, I said it. And if she thought something, she said it. But for the first time, we said it with sensitivity to each other. We did. We learned how to communicate again and communicate in a totally different way. A in way, a non-judgmental right, way. Right. A way that works for us. And, and the thing is, is, I don't know, it just, it all happened organically. We did when when we realized... I don't know that we ever, like, there was a day that we're like, oh, we're not going to get a divorce. I think it just, as I said, it just happened. And I don't know. It was just really neat. We shocked each other quite a few times during, because, you know, when the veneer, when the mask comes off and you really say what you feel, Kim's mouth dropped open a few times. Oh, yeah. You're like, what? (laughs) And, um, And I had the same experience with her just because we'd held back so much. All those years, we had to be the people that we thought we needed to be for God and for others. Right. There was nothing. We were not. There was nothing to lose. We had lost it all. And... Um, it was just like we were having fun with one another. Yeah. Um, and being totally honest and shocking each other at the same time. Right. And we had not had fun with one another in years. And it was so weird because as we were having fun with one another, like our whole household. Yeah. Started. We saw a change in our kids. And yes. And it was just, we were like, wow, this yeah. is, this is pretty cool. I like how life is going. Just taking that weight of, just the religious weight yeah. off of us was, was I will a big tell you thing. guys, I cannot dance, but I have danced in my living room on Friday night on quite a few occasions. Yeah, he is we, a bad dancer. I'm a bad dancer. I mean, it should be, it would go viral for sure, but we started, just enjoying life and enjoying each other and enjoying the kids and, and just enjoying each day. And it wasn't a burden. Everything until in my life until that time felt like a burden. Yeah. And it, I didn't feel burdened anymore. And it, I don't know, it was just, it, it's a gushy romantic love story, but... Um, yeah, we don't want to make you sick. Yes, and this is called, <laughs> <laughs> this is called losing my religion, right, not... Right. Um, not marriage therapy. Yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we wanted to take a few minutes here, and Kim's going to kind of speak on what she thinks, and I'm going to kind of speak on what I think. But as we close out here uh, with this happy episode... Um, we wanted to kind of let you know where we stand now. Where do we stand religiously? Will we ever go back to church? I know some folks might have listened to all this and they're wondering that. Will you ever be Will a pastor again? Will you ever again? be a pastor again? Will you ever go back to church? And, uh, you know, what I've learned to say in life is never say never. I'm not going to say I'll never go back to church. I think I would be real picky about where I went, but I'm not going to say I'd never go. I'd, I'm not against church. I'm not against people going to church. I'm against the guilt and condemnation that's often associated with religion. Okay. Um, So that kind of answers that question for me. Um, And what do you feel on that? Well, my answer is um, I can never say never on some things. Um, I will never get a perm again. Yeah. I made that vow in the 80s. That has nothing but... (laughs) Sorry, we don't have a picture to show. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was hideous. No, um, going back to church, I I cannot answer that. Um, if I had to answer it 
right this second, it would be no. I would never go back. I, it would have to be something totally different than what I've ever yeah. seen. So um, I, I just can't answer that honestly. There's there's no church that I know of that I'm, I'm itching to go to at this point. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I, I think we've kind of talked about this. And yes. we say that it's it's we're not taking it off the table, but it's not something either of us are going for at right. this point in our lives. No, no. I think that getting that year off and agreeing to take that year off um, has really helped us kind of come to what we believe. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. To not be impacted by what somebody else thinks. For sure. So, okay. So that kind of answers that question. The The question of, will I ever pastor again? No, no. <laughs> um, I am almost 50. I turned 50 this year. That ship <clears throat> has sailed. Um, if I can help somebody, if I can share what I believe in a non-judgmental way, um, I still, from time to time, will put something God-centered on Facebook. I don't call it religious, and when I do it, I don't intend to judge anybody or make anybody feel bad. We're all in need of God, so um, it's a totally different way I look at it. So, no, I mean, the, the pastor and the ministership has sailed, but I can't say I'd never go to church again, but I'm not trying to, <laughs> there you if go. that makes sense. Well, so, what do you believe? What are your beliefs? Well... My beliefs are very simple. Okay. I, I'm not going to get, uh, I'm not a theologian. I never have been a theologian. I knew enough scripture about what I used to believe to be dangerous. I could I could map out mm-hmm. and show you what I believed and why I believed it. I did that too. It's called proof text. Sure. So, so I was good at that. So I, I want to explain for a minute. Mine's going to take a, a minute or two. We might go over a little on this episode. We might, but we're, we're finishing it up. Um, so... I've said it about a million times. I I grew up fear-based, like my religion was fear-based. I I grew up believing that the way to heaven was very narrow. I mean, I heard many times that, uh, what is that, narrow is the gate, and few find it. And and if it was not done this certain way that we were taught, you were not one of those few that would get through that gate. So, you know, I spent years thinking... I'm not going to get through that gate because step one of getting through that gate to get to the repentance phase of salvation, you got to quit sinning, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, uh, it's really hard to quit <laughs> sinning. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard. So I spent years trying to quit sinning and um, finally when I got this salvation down, I was like, I'd completed this three-step process, I was like, yes, I got it. I then spent the rest of the time worrying about losing that Mm -hmm. salvation because, you know, if you didn't tow that line, you were going to lose it. Right. So I spent, you know, 40-something years in one way or another believing this system, and it gets deep-rooted inside of you. I did not fear any man, though. I do, I do want to make that. I did not grow up uh, abused or anything like that, so there was no person I feared, but I feared God. I had a a very big fear of God. And when we walked away from all of it, I almost walked away from God. There was I had that time too. I had my six six months of frat boy. But but (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't completely walk away, but I had to I had to I had to throw everything I believed about God out the window. Yeah. And I had to start all over from the beginning. And I had to look at it like almost, um, I I hope when everyone's a child, they had 
people that they could look up to and trust. I know not everybody gets that. I was very blessed in my life that I had people that I could look up to and trust. Of course, it was it was my family, my parents, right? And I just remember being a little kid and going on vacation. You know, we'd get in the back of the station wagon or whatnot. There's no such thing as seat belts or anything like that. And I just... I didn't have any fear that we were going to end up going to our destination because my dad was behind the wheel and my mom was sitting there beside him with the map. They had it under control, right? I had to start looking at God almost at that, like I was that little kid in the back of the station wagon again. He's got it under control. He's parental. Right. I had to look at him like, and this used to, I used to, this term used to just bug me in the religious world, but I almost had to look at God like, he's my daddy. He's got it Mm -hmm. under control, you know, that helped. And then for the salvation part of it, I believe salvation is truly John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Yeah. Um, And I look at that. In a way, as a parent, we have two amazing kids, right? And yeah. They're not perfect. And, no. I mean, nobody is, right? Mm-hmm. But I look at it as a parent, and I'm like, you know, if I love these two kids so much, if, if our house catches on fire tonight, and I'm trying to give them instructions to get out, what kind of instructions am I going to give them? The clearest, most possible instructions I can. And I'm surely not going to put a pitfall here and a pitfall there and a pitfall there. For them to fall into trying to save, get trying to get themselves to safety. Does that make sense? Absolutely. God's got a clear plan yeah. of safety and salvation. He does. And it's all His. And it's nothing we can do. That's right. And when I finally realized that, that it's not, there's no work on the face of this earth I can do. It was done for me when That's Jesus right. died on the cross. I agree. I mean, wow. it's amazing to me that we both came to this conclusion independently. Yes. We weren't trying to talk each other into this. No. This is something we both just just came to. Um, so I agree with you. And yeah. for mine, you know me, um, I've got to back up everything. So... For folks. The gospel according to Kim doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually going to read a little Bible, just a little. I'm not preaching a sermon. I said I'm not going to be a pastor again, okay? But I'm going to read a couple of Bible verses here that summarize what I believe. There was a crowd talking to Jesus, and it says, Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? That was the question the crowd had. And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. Trust Jesus. Yes. It's not about whatever other religious thing that you do. Um, It is about trusting Jesus. Kim just said the work of God. Well, Jesus just said the work of God is to trust in him who he has sent. Trust in Jesus. Believe on him and trust in him. And then in the same, in the chapter before that, it says, and this is John 5, 24, truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus speaking, whoever hears my word and believes in him who have sent me has, present tense, eternal life. Now listen, and it says also, he does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. It is truly about believing on Jesus. And it's not just a head belief, it's a trust. I spent most of my life trusting me. I trusted my baptism. I trusted experiences that I had that were religious experiences. 
Salvation is of the Lord. It's not anything we can do. He came and died for us. And I have to trust that my past, my present, and yes, even my future sins, he paid for. I've got to trust that. And if I can trust that, I can be saved. Absolutely. And for those, I would just want to add this one last thing. If 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 you grew up fear-based like I did, realizing that he's not hiding around the corner waiting for you to mess up. He knows you're going to mess up. He's your father. He loves you. Whether you mess up or not, we're all going to. He knew every bit of this would happen to us, and he still loves us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we want to thank each and every one of you who's uh, come along this journey with us. Uh, uh, Wayne, are you going to come on any more podcasts with me? It'll be a while. I think your listeners deserve a break. Get you a cup of coffee and just enjoy your no Wayne for a while. But seriously, (laughs) if anyone has any questions, if we can help anybody, we are not professionals, right? But if we can help anybody, if anyone's got any questions, we're open to to answering any questions that we can because we do hope this journey does help somebody. Maybe you can avoid the pitfalls that, that we found ourselves in. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.